Hail and well met, travelers, and welcome to the Kinky Tavern. Pull up a stool. What do you have to drink? Here, we're going to talk about different aspects of kink, leather, the BDSM community, relationships within it, and so much more. All opinions voiced in this podcast are just that, opinions, and they should not be taken as fact or medical advice. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoy. We are constantly working to better our podcast in the content we provide, the quality of that content, and also by adding more educational and social opportunities for the community that follows us. The Kinky Tavern has added two new monthly events to the calendar starting this month in February. In our Discord server, we are hosting a monthly free-for-all Q&A social session. That's going to be kind of a chill discussion, video chat kind of thing. And that is hosted on the last Sunday of the month at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. That is free to attend, but donations are appreciated, of course, but not required. As well, we will have a monthly class with rotating and guest educators. We definitely encourage you to join our server, engage with us, and help us curate this podcast for the needs of the community. You. If you would like to support us or follow us, we are on Patreon at The Kinky Tavern, FetLife, Twitter, and Instagram, all at The Kinky Tavern. I'm also personally on FetLife at MDizzy, E-M-D-I-Z-Z-Y. Please do not friend me on that account. You can definitely follow me. And you can friend the Kinky Tavern, but please don't friend me on that one. That's for people I know. I'm also on TikTok at MixDizzySoul, M-X-D-I-Z-Z-Y-S-O-U-L. And on Twitter at Daddy's Dizzy Soul, D-A-D-D-Y-S-D-I-Z-Z-Y-S-O-U-L. And all of those will be linked down below. Yes. And you can also find me on TikTok. Yes, I have a TikTok. I'm never on it, but you can send me stuff. At uh, pup underscore Merlin underscore Wrecker, R-E-K-K-R. That is also my FetLife. You can follow me there or message me or whatever. I also run the Kinky Tavern Twitter. So, And I am on FetLife at Alan's World 111. Please do not friend me. Only follow me there. Those are for people that I know. On Instagram, Lord Alan Vidra, that would be L-O-R-D-A-L-L-E-N-B-Y-D-R-A. Twitter at Lord Allen 111 And TikTok, Alan's World 111 Please follow me on TikTok so that I can get to a live. Excellent. So please give us a follow, give us a like, and keep up to date on what we're doing with the Kinky Tavern podcast. The content that we discuss will likely be explicit. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, I'm Mix Dizzy. And I'm Pop Rucker. And I'm Alan. And today we are going to be talking to you about tea service. Tea service! Spilling the tea, as one might say. Mm-hmm. Spilling tea about tea service. <laughs> so, before we continue to talk about tea service in Kink and BDSM. Oh, it's tea time? It's almost tea time. Oh. Almost tea time. I would like to say just a disclaimer here. Avoid cultural practices that are not your own. Uh, Japanese tea ceremonies are a deeply spiritual activity in which typically matcha is served. And these ceremonies are heavily based in Zen Buddhism, in which there are four core principles in the, of the tea ceremony. 
harmony, respect, purity, and tranquility. This is sacred to people that practice Zen Buddhism, and you shouldn't be doing it for funsies. Another sacred ceremony is the Chinese tea ceremony. That is a tradition in which the bride of a couple serves tea to their new in-laws and other family members. This symbolizes the union of the families. Once again, that is sacred unless you are invited to participate. You should not be participating. But it is pretty cool that each, pretty much each culture around the world has had some sort of tea ritual. And we're going to talk about a few more today. Uh, On the Chinese tea ceremony, my grandma is actually participating in one. Uh, Coming pretty soon. I think it's in May or June. Um, My aunt is getting married uh, and marrying into a very traditional Chinese family. Uh, My grandma is super excited about it, uh, but she absolutely will not shut up about it. Can't get her to stop talking about it. She's very interested. So um, I think it's awesome that she's participating in this cultural practice and that she was invited to participate. So, yeah. Definitely. That is super cool. And again, like being invited to participate in something like that, that's great. That's awesome. But don't just, like I said, do it for funsies or even appropriate it, even using the meaning behind it. If it's not your culture, just don't. (laughs) And you're not invited, just don't. You don't even go here. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't even go here. All right. So what role would tea service play in kink and BDSM? Um, Well, first of all, it's a ritual. It can prove as a reminder of the power exchange involved in DS. Ritual has a sort of routine which can be very calming to both parties, knowing exactly what to expect. It is also super fun to play with protocol. I know that we play with protocol uh, during tea service stuff, and it is Mm -hmm. super fun. It is. Another role that tea service can play in King and BDSM is that it's a service. Yes, dominants and tops tend to enjoy times which are purposed by their pleasure in these rituals and service scenes. The dominant or top takes the role of the bottom. However, they can make requests of their service submissive slash top to curate their experience. Uh, in service, such as drink service, submissives can take pleasure in their dominant's pleasure, which I know I do. Um, especially if I get to make like a fun tea. Mm -hmm. Uh, sometimes I like to infuse the tea with like cannabis and that's a super fun process. Just like blending and like figuring out different blends to, um, enrich the experience, I guess. Cause some teas can be uplifting, give you like a uplifting feeling, give you like Mm -hmm. a little bit of energy and some teas can like reduce anxiety. Or some teas can also take care of pain. Mm -hmm. And it's also something that we do specifically with most of the service tasks that you perform is that you kind of learn our preferences and our needs as well. And so you might get me something that's very like earthy and sweet and bergamotty, but also is pain reducing because those are the things I like, you know, stuff like that. And then Wrecker might get something completely different. Wrecker likes the more citrusy things, whereas you mm-hmm. cannot have the citrusy things. Cannot yeah. has. Yeah, cannot has. Citrusy and fruity. You are pretty citrusy and fruity. I, I was about to say that. <laughs> I was literally about to say the same thing. So where did tea come from as far as like 
an American sitting here. Where where did tea kind of start going? And actually, this is kind of where it started in the what do we want to say, like mainstream world in the written history, I guess, because of course there have always been people who use plants in medicinal ways and in ritualistic ways. And one of those plants is often tea. So tea first arrived in France in 1636 and it became very popular very quickly among upper-class people. Madame de Signasso, a gossip columnist of the 17th century, often wrote about the amount of tea a certain member of the upper class consumed or claimed to consume. Some people claimed it cured anything that ailed them. Twelve cups every day, forty cups each morning, brought back from the dead by tea. Madame de Signasso also popularized Marquis de la Sablie's habit of adding milk to tea, which is something that we now may see as something very British, very English. So. Nice. Before tea was a thing in Britain, they only had breakfast, ale, bread, and beef, and then dinner, a massive meal at the end of the day. In 1662, the exiled King Charles II married Infanta Catherine de Braganza, a tea drinker from Portugal. She shared her love of tea with her new husband, who, when he returned to the good graces of Great Britain, brought Catherine and their mutual love of tea spreading it once again amongst the upper class because you do what royals do, right? I do what the royals tell me to do. This is true. Yeah. Because she was royalty, everyone who could afford it wanted to drink tea just like her. Queen Anne, known by some as tea-drinking social non-entity with, les- with lesbian tendencies, which particularly appeals to me and M. <laughs> Yes. Uh, and began to take tea instead of the normal breakfast ale. And once again, because she was royalty, this tea habit became even more popular. Royalty. Even though she was seen tea. as kind of weird. At this time, industrial workers would feast on meat spreads, butter, pickles, and cheese with their quote-unquote high tea, which is also known as meat tea. <laughs> Yum. And it's synonymous with dinner. Um, yeah, so basically, like, high tea is now kind of in America, at least, um, in the tea restaurants and such that do more, um, they call them high teas. They, they are kind of like a Victorian tea, like a very high protocol type tea, I, I guess. Um, and that's not what high tea originally was. High tea was called high tea because they were eating dinner, basically, at the high dining tables, as opposed to the low tea tables. Hmm. Anna Maria Stanhope, a lady-in-waiting for Queen Victoria and Duchess of Bedford herself, is credited with the invention of afternoon tea. She began to start feeling less perky around 4 p.m., as you do, since the noon meals at this time were fairly small. After a while of sneaking tea and bread behind closed doors, she decided to make an event of it and invited her friends, for an afternoon meal around five o'clock of cakes, bread, butter, sandwiches, and sweets alongside the obvious tea. Once again, the desire to imitate royalty popularized this practice throughout England. Afternoon tea, aka low tea, was named for the lower tables, think coffee tables. It was usually taken in the sitting room. 
Traditionally in England, low tea is typically served around 4 or 5 p.m. Most tea rooms today serve from about 3 to 5 p.m., so kind of keeping along that tradition. And traditionally, the menu was tea, bread, butter, and cakes. Now the menu usually includes savories, such as like finger sandwiches or appetizers, scones, which are my favorite, served with jam and cream, and pastries, also my favorite, cakes, cookies, shortbread, or sweet. Three types of afternoon tea served in this order. Cream tea, which is tea, scones, jam, and cream. Light tea, which is tea, scones, and sweets. And then full tea, which is savories, scones, sweets, and desserts. Excellent. Those sound good. I'm hungry now. I'll take a cream tea and a full tea. At the same time? Yeah, I will take well get the other one, too. <laughs> I'll take the royal tea. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. In America, like I kind of said before, tea rooms will often serve what they call high tea, where they serve pastries and cakes on fancy dinnerware. Um, in America, it's called high tea because it sounds kind of regal and royal. But again, in England, high tea is dinner. And oftentimes the tea is served with salads, a few types of meat like cold chicken and an entree or two, pot pies, cakes, scones, tarts, fruit, custard, all kinds of stuff. Uh, during high tea, you can serve your tea either hot or iced. Oftentimes, king communities, habitually femdom groups, throw tea parties. These are great fun to attend, can include a dress code, etiquette, and protocol. I want to attend one of these. Mm-hmm. Me too. We were literally just talking about this yesterday, weren't we? About doing Maybe. like a fun like littles kind of tea for all mm-hmm. of the cool princess doms. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Royalty doms. The reason we talked about it being a little one, because like I want to do like a high protocol type tea as well. Mm-hmm. But um, we were watching Letterkenny and they had they were talking about Derry's super soft birthday parties. And <laughs> I specifically want a cupcake decorating station at this tea party. Oh, that would be great. Wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be so and fun. The, yeah. The royalty and their pups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, nice. there, are, <laughs> there are manners when it comes to tea, which can get very rigid. Such as if there is no handle on your teacup. You should hold the cup with your thumb at the 6 o'clock position and your index and middle fingers at the 12 o'clock position. And of course, pinky up for balance. Yes. If the cup does have a handle, you grasp the handle with thumb on the side towards you, your index and middle fingers on the side away from you. And again, pinky up. When you are not taking a sip, you should return the teacup to its place in the saucer. When the tea has steeped, remove the tea bag by grasping the string with your fingers. Do not wrap it or squeeze the bag. That would be improper. And put it either on the provided slop bowl or on the side of your saucer. It's me. I'm the slop bowl. You are a slop bowl. <laughs> if you must stir your tea. If you must. If you must, start at the six o'clock position with your teaspoon and softly hold the tea towards the twelve o'clock position. But do not, but not too many times, only two or three. And like, I, the reason I listed all of these is because these are like the bare minimum of proper tea etiquette. Mm. It's kind of, yes, it's kind of awesome, but also great. Yeah. Is is there like a full like list somewhere that includes like everything? I have several resources that I am going to be listing in the description where I got this list. And it was like, 
every time that an article said, you must do this, or if you must stir your tea, or, you know, something like that, like it was an absolute bare minimum thing, I, I put it in here. Hmm. Nice. When done with your spoon, you cannot leave it in your cup. You must place it on the side of a plate or ask the server to take it away. To be proper, tea is served with milk, not cream, which can mask the tea's flavor with its heaviness. So I misspoke before. I apologize. Not cream. Not cream. Noise warning. Noise warning. No slurping! <laughs> Sip and swallow before you eat. And do not use tea to wash down food. That's improper. Yeah. But you can have tea without all the pomp and circumstance. You can learn preferences of strains of tea and accoutrement. Accoutrement. Yeah. That is the proper word for things that go alongside and in it. Hey, so like, like accessories me. of your tea. Am I an accoutrement? Not necessarily to tea, but you are an accoutrement to life. To you. Yes. I don't know if you've heard of Balti, but he could be an accoutrement to Balti. Where you dip your balls in hot water. <laughs> it does not sound like something Balti. that I would enjoy. Balti. Maybe maybe you would. I'm No. Nope. <laughs> you are No nope. You brought it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's true I did. <laughs> Besides Balti some of the differences uh, or some of the different types of tea are green, oolong, and black teas, which solely different differentiate in their fermentation process. So fermentation is the terminology used, but it's actually like a process of oxidizing the leaves of the tea. Um, and this causes a change in the enzymes of the tea leaves, altering the flavor. So green tea is completely unoxidized. Oolong tea is partially oxidized, and black tea is fully oxidized. I was going to say, we should have brought Roscoe on for this one, because he actually mm. does, like, a full tea thing whenever he goes to cons and stuff like that. Oh, really? Like, it's nice. like a little, like, Roscoe's little tea party, whatever room he's in. Well, we have said that we would like to spill the tea again. Yes. So maybe we will have to see if Roscoe can come spill some tea with us. Maybe. Have a furry tea party. Mm. He makes scones and shit too. Like it's a full event. Nice. Yum. I want some damn mm. scones. I feel like we should come over sometime and we should have a big tea a nice little tea party and record at the dining room table with the four of us. Oh my god, I have to sit at the dining room table. Well, maybe not. I don't know. But it'd be fun to have like a little tea party and then talk about it. But then I have to sit at the table. You could sit on the floor. Yeah. But then I won't be able to reach the mic. We can we can sit in the living room maybe and have two mics. I'll allow it. I mean we could could technically have like three mics if we can hook them up right. Well we've got mics here too, like we've got more than one. Okay. So. We'll figure it out sometime. But that would be fun. You wanna read the next bullet? Yes. Regardless of the type of tea, the benefits to your body are the same. Tea is said to stimulate the immune system, helping you stay healthier and avoid sickness. It's been said that two cups of tea per day can reduce your rate of heart disease, regulate your blood pressure, and prevent blood clots and tumors. 
The fluorides found naturally in tea can put a stop to tooth decay. Maybe that's why I have such good teeth and terrible, terrible, terrible gums. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> does Does Chrissy also drink a lot of tea? Uh, she used to. Maybe that's why she has really good teeth and terrible gums. Maybe. Maybe so. One thing that you can do just like part of your service in tea is keeping recipes, steeping times, and notes in a notebook or even in your phone. Uh, some type of service manual <laughs> of sorts for each person or for yourself. Yeah. Uh, another thing you can do is develop your own protocol or manners for your own service. Um, yeah, such as like when we do a tea service scene, Alan must prepare and pour the tea and be sitting near to me to be available whenever needed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm a special tea goblin. <laughs> you are very special. I love it. We both didn't require any kind of attire for our last uh, tea service kind of scene, uh, but I always require M to wear a tiara, which they forgot, and I just wanted to point that out on the podcast. This is true. They forgot their tiara. I did forget the tiara. However, I did have a really cute tea dress on. Yes, you did. It was very cute. (laughs) Picks on Fet Life. (laughs) (laughs) There are picks on Fet Life. They're quite adorable. Um, I didn't dress up for it either because we were just at my house (laughs) and Em didn't ask me to dress up and I wasn't gonna ask. (laughs) I just wasn't gonna ask. No, uh, we had like a full day. (laughs) Yeah, we did have a full day. It was kind of a way to come down after uh, a different scene that we had and yeah, actually a way to come up because we did the oh yeah, that's true. We did do that beforehand. But yeah, it was nice. Mm Uh, So yeah, like I said, there is a full high tea history, which has a bunch of linked articles within it that I'm going to be posting in the resources. Um, And that's just something that kind of goes over a lot what I covered today, but also other stuff, more detailed history. I just kind of went into it as far as you needed to, to kind of see how tea became a part of the written history of the world. Yeah. There's so many like different ways that you can do tea service and it can be really chill or it can be super high protocol if that's what you like. Um, You can serve tea that is medicinal to your dominant, especially if they're disabled. That is a really, really good scene that is low maintenance for both people involved, Um, especially as we have like a a dynamic that is mostly like disabled person for a disabled person. So it's it's a very low maintenance scene. Even if you are doing high protocol with it, uh, it could still be pretty low maintenance. So it's still a fun way to uh, incorporate kink into your like disability care, which I think is really cool. Uh, you can infuse it with cannabis. You can infuse it with other special substances. Um, there is just so many ways that you can incorporate this into whatever kind of thing you're doing. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I prefer not to uh, ingest it via tea, but there is another substance that can be ingested via tea that is legal to buy, and it's kratom. And mm-hmm. 
we started we have started trying to use it to help with pain on days that we are extra active. Highly would not recommend that you ever drink it as a tea. I agree. I had a friend a few years ago who introduced me to it and would make me a like made me a tea one time and I took one sip of it and very politely pretended to drink it out of the lidded cup for the rest of the day until well until lunch when I poured it out because it was nasty it was so disgusting I could not also if you wanted to like not drink that tea you could have just like gone to the bathroom with the tea poured it out and then just like went back in be like oh I finished my tea uh no it was okay it was at work so I was in my little cubicle and had my tea with the lid on it and like he'd ask me how it was and I was like it's it's strong I didn't ever say it was good I never said it was good <laughs> no it's something it's never good <laughs> but he, he did not try to share with me again anyway <laughs> you can also use uh whiskey in your tea I don't know why it works but when I used to have colds before alcohol became something that hurts my body I genuinely would get a hot toddy and it would help Mm -hmm. i don't know if that's psychosomatic old wives tale kind of thing or if it's for real but that's a thing yeah yeah and bubble tea tastes amazing Mm -hmm. i don't bubble tea (laughs) what what i know i'm entitled to the wrong opinions but that is okay yeah, yeah i i don't actually like bubble tea i do like the actual tea aspect of it but mm-hmm. it's it's the tapioca at the bottom that bothers me. It's yeah, like I get a valid. surprise bubble and yeah. all of a sudden I want to throw up. That's understandable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We actually went to a boba place a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it was really good. And it was really good, but like, okay, so I got an Oreo taro tea. Yeah. And it was delicious. However, I swear that 95% of this drink that also included boba curls crushed up oreos and the tarot tea the other 95 percent of it was heavy whipping cream like it was so thick i had to because as we know with my disability my chronic illness i am usually nauseous and i took a couple sips and was like i need to wait until i get home to finish this delicious drink because i feel like if i drink the whole thing i'm gonna get (laughs) sick (laughs) oh remember what i had it was like a you had some other kind of tarot tea. It wasn't tarot. No, it was a tie. Oh, it was oh, a it was... green, green tea, green Thai tea. It oh, was yeah. really good. It was really good. We'll have to go there next time you're around. We just did not have money this time. No, thank you. Well, they have other stuff too. Like, yeah, you can oh, get okay. the boba. Yeah, yeah, no, I didn't. <laughs> they have but other it... stuff too. Yeah. So I yeah. like uh, boba shops. Coffee. The coffee's always mm-hmm. really good. Um, yeah. I don't know if like. I don't know if it's like a normal, but I know there's like a few places around here that do the exact same thing where it's like Vietnamese coffee. So good. Mm. Literally mm-hmm. so good. I love Vietnamese nice. coffee. That's oh, I shit. think that when we went to that sandwich shop that was really, really good. That yes. That on the menu. Yes. And I saw it as I was. So I couldn't like process what I wanted in time to order it. <laughs> so I didn't get any, but we need to go there sometime. I think that us. you would actually like it, Joe. I think you would love it. What was it? It's it was a, a sandwich place that I enjoyed. 
Oh, wow. It's a Euro-Asian sandwich place. You can Yo. get um, more like European sandwiches that are like a little bit more basic and like not as flavorful, but still equally as good. Uh, or you like can what get... what you might see at Subway. Yeah, it, like what you might see at Subway. Uh, and then you can get like an Asian sandwich with like mm. this really, really good pork on it. Oh, fuck. Mm. I love that shit. Okay. Have we squeezed all of the tea out of this tea bag? Uh, out of this one? Yes. Yes, this one. Oh, we are going fuck. to be spilling the tea again. Yes. Teaser. Would you like to lead us off with a man joke? Sure. I can lead us off with the daddy joke. Do I need to say that or was that? I don't know. You usually say it, sweetie. So. I don't know. And now, daddy, would you please lead us off? Huh? Punch you in the face. <laughs> I don't know if it's just because we're all sleep deprived and highly <laughs> caffeinated right now, but this is such a chaotic episode. It is. And it might be. It might be that because we all had a great 30 hours with Alan here. Yeah. Um, Alan came in on the bus at midnight ish and it was went home. Like one o'clock yeah. a.m. Yeah. And went home the next night at, or the next. Not the following morning, not that morning, but the next morning at 5 a.m. So literally 29 hours, I believe that is now. Yeah. Uh, It was chaotic, but it was wonderful. I got to their house uh, and I like laid down for like two seconds. And then I was like, oh, crap, Uh, I'm about to fall asleep. And we Mm -hmm. had to like quickly do my hair (laughs) for we like shave each other's sides and stuff like that as like kind of our thing. I don't know. Everybody in our cool except for Roscoe and uh, his partner has a like undercut of some mm-hmm. sort. But yeah, so I did that and then I took a shower and I'm pretty sure right after I took a shower, I absolutely crashed. And then yeah. we had to get up the following morning at like 11 a.m. to go and yep. have lunch with Wrecker's mom and aunt, which was freaking yeah, awesome. Yeah. That was great. And we had them. Yeah, we had like a full day of doing M's wheelchair. Which we customized yeah. M's wheelchair this weekend. Super awesome. I am going to be taking pictures of it, and it's not finished yet. There are some parts that need some more spray paint. There are some extra things we want to do, but the base of it is done. And I'm going to take pictures of it and post it fucking everywhere because I'm so fucking excited about it. So you'll see it soon. If you already haven't. You probably yeah. already have. Now, Daddy, would you please lead us out with a daddy joke? Yeah. Huh? So, okay. So, my partner and I were arguing about whether tea or coffee is superior. They said, tea will always be there to comfort you. I said, tea leaves. 